the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. From the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in, everyone. John Lee the morning here at Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Streaming online, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. Here we are, brand new week, July 27th. It's a Monday. Deacon Dave O'Brien coming up here very soon, Director of Pastoral Care at Mercy Medical Center. Going to talk about yesterday's gospel as we launch into the week. Uh, no Megan Selwa today, so uh, we are not going to have the live weekly outlook. Steve Havman is going to be on today at 745, Executive Director of the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Uh, Steve has been on, oh, I want to say he was on about four, three, four months ago, and uh, we're going to talk about how St. Vincent de Paul is serving folks through COVID, how they're adapting to some of these challenges and really remaining viable for the poor and those that are uh, in grave need. So we'll have Steve Havman on coming up at 745 today. Also on the show, I read a real neat piece on uh, the Catholic roots of Regis Philbin. So uh, Regis Philbin dying uh, in his sleep uh, on July 24th, and uh, I, there, he was a very strong Catholic. We're going to talk about that uh, coming up at about 7.15 today. I thought this was very interesting stuff, and timely, no doubt. Uh, Jimmy Olson in for Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. He'll give you that weather straight from the desk of Channel 13, meteorologist Megan Selwa, your saint of the day in the second half hour. Here we go. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Jimmy Olsen now in for Mark Amadeo. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Hello, Jimmy. Hey, what's going on? Uh, you are today. Uh, well, that's the rumor. Here we go. <laughs> I like it. You have a good weekend? Uh, not bad. How about you? Did you uh, make it out and get any of the fair food since they no. had the fair food over the weekend? I did not. No. Well, you got I, another I, weekend. Oh, they do it at two weekends? Yeah. I thought it was. We're going to be talking about it. Okay. Well, I'm ready. I'm all ears. <laughs> I might make it down there if it's two weekends. Sounds good. <laughs> From the WHO TV 13 Weather Desk and meteorologist Megan Sawa, currently at the Iowa Catholic Radio Mercy One Studio, it is 73, uh, looking for mostly cloudy skies today. Going to become sunny, high of 86, then tonight, mostly clear, 62. And then uh, sunny tomorrow, a high of 87. Looking ahead to Wednesday, partly sunny, 87. Looks like we could see uh, some more precipitation on Thursday. Chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly sunny, and a high of 84. As I was chatting with John, did you or your friends make it over to the fairgrounds over the weekend? If not, there's going to be another opportunity. They're calling it Taste of the Fair. So you can still get your State Fair corn dog uh, this coming weekend. They'll be doing that on Friday and Saturday. When was the last time you and your family visited a state park? Well, I was celebrating 100 years of the state park system, and you and your family can take part in the celebration in this year with the Iowa State Park 
Passport. Visit Iowa State Parks um, to visit all the uh, Iowa State Parks, and you can learn more about the Passport and the parks at iowadnr.gov. Also, those of you that have been waiting for Steak and Shake, it is going to make it to West Des Moines. In fact, it could be as soon as this fall. They broke ground last week in West Des Moines on South 51st Street. It's uh, one of the newest additions that will be in the Jordan Creek area. Today's sports report brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Uh, yesterday, for a little baseball action, a few of the Midwest scores, Twins over the White Sox 14-2. The Pirates beat the Cardinals 5-1, and it was the Cubs over the Brewers 9-1. to No Dallin Catholic sports uh on the uh, Dallas Catholic Sports calendar and from the uh, TV 13 weather desk and meteorologist Megan Selwa going to be mostly cloudy, uh, becoming sunny today, a high of 86. And currently at the Iowa Catholic Radio Mercy One studio, it is 73. This has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News Weather Sports. For Mark Amadeo, I'm Jimmy Olson. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Not a bad way to start a Monday. No delays or accidents to pass along. Just keep an eye out there for all the construction as you are out and about. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken is a transparent team, strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who execute your project professionally and efficiently. Learn more at bbconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Double duty today. That's right. Double duty, Jimmy. There we are. Let's go to Deacon Dave O'Brien. It's all about Hey, Deacon Dave. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing fine, launching out of a great weekend. You have a good one yourself? Uh, I did. I good. did. A uh, little bit of rain yesterday, but we needed it, so it was really kind of a nice day in the sense of the rain that we needed. We got about an inch down my place. So. Well, you got about half inch, but it seemed like a lot more, so I don't know. Yeah, it was nice. It was good Good rain. No doubt about it. I, I'm with you. My niece's first birthday, my only niece was yesterday, so we had a small little family get-together with uh, with them, and that was fun. So my weekend was my weekend was good. Anytime you celebrate a first birthday, those are fun, huh? You've had a few of those yeah. for your grandkids. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No I doubt about it. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to go up and see them, so I'm trying to quarantine a little bit right now to make sure I'm clear of all that coronavirus stuff, and then I'm going to get up there to see him. So. That's a good idea. Well, speaking yeah. of those that we love, we know where we want them to go. We want them to go to heaven, and Jesus continuing on with the kingdom of heaven as he talks to his disciples and telling them more parables. Uh, treasures buried in fields, the great pearl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <clears throat> you know, this is the last of the, the parables in the Gospel of Matthew, at least that the Church highlights right at the moment. And so we've had those series the last uh, the last three uh, weeks, and it certainly is this this idea of uh, dedicating yourself totally to God. You know, it's it's it, it, these are those parables that kind of they can kind of sting you a little bit. You know, because the the idea that Jesus is trying to get your attention in the sense that he uses a, what what they call a little twist in it. And, and, you know, it's, it's a sense of getting your attention. Um, you know, 
A lot of times you find a treasure, you're not going to bury it, you're going to take it, right? No, he says you bury it and you and you go out and sell everything else you have. Hmm. You know, this is this is the most important thing, right? So you're going to focus your your whole attitude towards this treasure. Same thing with the pearl, right? Same thing with the pearl, you sell everything else you have and you buy that pearl and that's just all you want. So Jesus is really trying to focus on how we have to dedicate ourselves of getting to heaven, getting, finding that treasure, finding who it, what you really makes you happy, right? And, and, and it's always been being in union with God. So it's really kind of an interesting twist. Now, the third parable, though, however, you know, it's just plain. The third parable that he talks about here is just plain, how it's going to separate going to separate people at the end of time. It's, it's obviously the end of uh, the end of time kind of thing where uh, the good get theirs and the bad go get theirs. So it's uh, that one's a real plain one. You don't think too much about that one. It's uh, one of those ones that doesn't, it's not a riddle or anything else. Jesus is saying at the end of time, this is what happens. I think there's a temptation for many in our culture today to kind of domesticate Jesus, where Jesus is kind of um, you know, this, again, kind of nice guy, and everyone makes it, cheering everyone on, of course, you know, and, and he does, in a way, but at the same time, this is very hard language that Jesus is using, and for anyone to think that, you know, first of all, there is no hell, um, he couldn't get any more explicit here. I mean, he will throw them into the fiery furnace where they'll be wailing and grinding of teeth. And Jesus is talking about the judgment here, and uh, that seems to me a little bit about the final judgment. But again, this is no kind of domestic uh, Jesus where, you know, just a nice guy, everyone makes it. Um, This is, as you said, Jesus very hard on his disciples and all of us saying, this has to be number one in your life. And if it's not, what's got to change? And let's do it. Right. Yeah, it's a strange, you know, it's it's the idea that, you know, is this uncharacteristic of Jesus? No, he was always... You know, he's not into fear. He's not into fear-mongering or anything like that. He's just telling you, here's the reality, right? The reality is there's a heaven and then there's a, a hell. You can end up in a place that, that's a God-love place, or you can end up opposite of that, where there's no love, there's no light, there's, no, there's, there, there, there's nothing that we can imagine. You know, we, it goes beyond our imagination. So it's really Jesus just being very, very honest with you know, he's, he's saying, this is the way it is, and here's what you need to do to be on that path. So really, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a way of life that you choose. And you're right, in this, con- in this country especially, you know, we have a tendency to want to make things every, everything comfortable, and this is not comfortable. No. This, is, this is something you've got to wake up to. And you, uh, you've said this before numerous times over the years, but you know there are times where Jesus had to really get in their face for them to understand this. I kind of imagine this that moment, you know, where he's he's saying, "Look, I, I I've got to go hard here on this, and I'm going to tell you exactly what what needs to happen." And this is it seems to me one of those moments Jesus isn't messing around. There there isn't a joke that's going to follow this. Um, I, I always have seen Jesus at least thought of our Lord with a great sense of humor. I'm sure he had it. There's no doubt. Eating and dining and, and at times having fun, just being a, a dear friend. But this is one of those where Jesus goes all in with them and says, this has got to be the most important thing in your life. Are you with me or are you not? And there's a few of those moments in the Gospels, no doubt. Yeah. And John, I don't think this is the only time he does this. I think, you know, a lot of people says he goes where people are at. You know, he went to the poor, he went to the... He went to the, the tax collectors or sinners. 
count on it. He was talking the same kind of language with them, too. Sure. Now, maybe a little bit different tone, but certainly certainly talking the same language. He went to get everybody back into the kingdom, and this is what it's going to take to do that. And then watch what I do. You know, it's not going to be an easy trip. But if you stay to the form of it, if you stay faithful to it, your reward in heaven is like the pearl, it's like the treasure, it's everything you would ever want. I've always seen Jesus as passionate, and uh, I think his passion probably came out here. Matthew thirteen forty four to 52 was yesterday's Gospels, friends. If you want to take another look at it, I really encourage you to do so, maybe in your prayer this week, usccb.org, just right to the right. There's a calendar there that uh, you can find the daily Scripture readings. Deacon Dave O'Brien, would you give us your blessing this morning? I certainly will. Loving and gracious God, that we do see the pearl, that we do see the treasure that it is you. You are the treasure of our lives, and we must invest our lives in all of it. And so, Lord, we ask for this grace, because we can't do it without you. We ask you for the strength, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's Deacon Dave O'Brien. Have a great rest of the week, Deacon. Thank you. All right. Uh, Coming up, Steve Havman, 745 Executive Director of the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Uh, He's going to be coming on to talk about how they are still continuing to serve folks. We've got a great relationship with uh, St. Vincent de Paul, and I've really been impressed with how they're helping, especially the poor right now uh, during COVID-19. So Steve, coming up in the second half hour. Up next, the Catholic roots of Regis Philbin. Regis Philbin dying at the age of 88 years old, July 24th, just a few days ago. Long time proponent and supporter of Catholic schools and a devout Catholic himself. Always championed his faith around. We'll have that for you right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Leonetti in the morning right here on this Monday, July 27. Thanks for being a part of the show right here in the Mercy One studio. Thank you to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. Dean Bell, Residential Re-Roofs, 963-4494. was at my mom's house the other day looking at her roof. 30 years in business. He's been around to a lot of different houses over the last 30 years. All Residential Re-Roofing, Central Iowa, 963-4494. Thank you, Dean Bell, for underwriting the show, 963-4494. The Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools and 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to ctoiowa.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one, one child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to BlessmanInternational.org and click Sponsor a Child. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494.
more. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, confluencebrewing.com. This is Dr. David Anders, host of Call to Communion. Catholic Radio is the best tool we have for evangelization in the church today. I believe your support of your Catholic Radio station can make an eternal difference in the life of an individual, a family, and in society. So support Catholic Radio. Would you consider a $30 a month donation? Your support keeps Iowa Catholic Radio on the air, connecting people to Christ. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. you want to check out Monsignor Charles Pope's uh, blog for the weekend, uh, Sunday's Gospel was really good, by the way, friends, just coming off of that with Deacon Dave O'Brien and, um, you know, his title for the, uh, this last Sunday, uh, yesterday was give me Jesus. And he talks about the fundamental question that all of us are asked. And that is, what is it that you most value? Or in other words, he's asking what it is that we want most and, uh, just a great reflection I might even get to it later in the week, but uh, very good stuff, as he always does. Big fan of Monsignor Charles Pope. And he's on right before the show. So there was sad news coming out of, uh, well, the news, uh, that Regis Philbin had died on Friday in his sleep, um, dying peacefully. Uh, and he was 88 years old. He lived a long life. Um, a lot of people maybe didn't know that he was Catholic, and, and he wasn't just Catholic in name only. He was a man who loved his Catholic faith, talked about it a lot. Uh, I was watching some clips of all the times that he has talked about uh, his love for uh, Catholicism and his love for Christ Jesus through his faith. Um, always seemed to me to be a class act, uh, funny as well. Uh, I, you know, I, he's kind of before my time. But uh, I've always uh, had an appreciation for him and knew that he was really a champion of uh, Catholic education just because of the effect that it had on him. Uh, In fact, he was named in part after his high school, his father's high school, that he eventually went to. And there's a a funny story about that because his father got in a fight with a priest or a brother and uh, during his time there. And he got kicked out his sophomore year. Regis's father got kicked out of the school. Well, Regis's father was so unbelievably uh, hurt after that that he vowed to really kind of change his life forever. In fact, uh, he named, told the Wall Street Journal, I believe in 2006, uh, Regis Philbin did, that he was named in part after that high school, Regis, because of his father's remorse for what he had done. And um, it, it also, St. Francis Xavier as well uh, was a uh, 
saint that his parents went to and really uh, admired and appreciated. But yes, uh, 88 years old, a longtime supporter of Catholic education just in general. He said the reason, quote, I think it made a great difference, solidified me, taught me an awful lot. Everything that I am now, I attribute to Catholic education, he said. What made a difference at Catholic schools, he told reporters in uh, numerous interviews, was the formation in virtue and in faith. And uh, this coming from Catholic News Agency. And I was thinking about this the other day, just when it comes to education in general. Are, are, are we teaching faith? And whether this is at home and our, you know, as we raise our kids or when the grandkids come over or, or in our Catholic schools, are we teaching faith? And we talk about, we talk about these, you know, the, the, the virtuous life. Uh, and and here, is, here is faith. Chief among them all, faith, hope, and love, we say. And are we teaching faith? Because if we have that component, faith in Jesus, and this is something that I am constantly praying for. Yesterday, that was my intention for Mass, as uh, Father was holding up the host. Now, I'm holding a crying baby in the back of the church, so uh, I was also asking for mercy but uh, I was asking for faith. And this has been a prayer for me for a long time, ever since I met a very holy priest out east. I've told that story a few times here on the show, and that priest just taught me. I saw something in him. It was, it was, you know, faith to me is the most attractive thing in the world. When you see someone with that kind of faith, you, you just, I start asking questions. How can I have that kind of faith? You saw, you know, the people that were drawn to St. Teresa of Calcutta, the people that were drawn to St. John Paul II, the people that were drawn to the saints. What, what is it? Well, faith. Of course, love accompanied all of that. Love was the umbrella of that all, but deep within their souls, they knew it wasn't about them. And what comes with that is a great humility to know who they are, did the saints have any idea, uh, did, did they have any um, doubt, excuse me, of who they were? Oh, they knew who they were. They were formed in that. And I, I was really inspired when I read that from Regis. It, uh, something, again, that kind of I reflected on in my own life a little bit. But he said, and instilled in him faith. He joined the Navy and eventually made his way to Hollywood. He attended the University of Notre Dame. And uh, before that, Catholic schools in the Bronx where he grew up. Um, and you know, he, he was a man that, as I said before, didn't really shy away from his faith. He was, uh, uh, served as an altar boy at his parish elementary school, uh, and dreamed of becoming a singer. But his father really urged him after graduating, uh, to, uh, New York's Cardinal Hayes high school in 1949, um, in that direction. But, uh, he eventually found success in television, became a regular benefactor to Catholic schools and uh, really supported his parish, um, he gave supported students with he supported students with scholarships. Catholic News Agency says at Cardinal Hayes High School on an annual basis, and in 2000 gave the school five hundred thousand dollars for an auditorium renovation. Also donated to Hayes's winnings from game shows. In 2012, he gave the school one hundred seventy five thousand dollars. He won Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? And in 2011, fifty thousand dollars from an appearance on Celebrity Jeopardy. And uh, the school's auditorium is named for Philbin, by the way. And uh, during Mass, he was honored there, and he was there. Cardinal Timothy Dolan called him a man of faith, hope, and charity. Look, th- that's, that's what I'd like to be called. 
If, uh, if I die, if someone can say, hey, he was a man of faith, hope, and charity, I'd be okay. An interview with St. Anthony Messenger, who I actually write for, said that uh, he'd been known as a Catholic and supported Catholic initiatives during his long career, even though he said there is a wide uh, chasm between the media and religion, especially the Catholic religion, he said, I think. But that's just the way it is. But he never compromised his Catholic faith through it all. You find a great balance there of that of that man that, that was really, again, you don't see a lot of that anymore. Because as, as he said, there is, um, there is a rift that is very difficult. But Regis showed that love and he showed that you could be a great man of faith and, and still make it in the entertainment world. If there's actors or actresses out there, if there's people that have high dreams of making it maybe in TV, broadcasting, radio... Know that you don't have to sacrifice your faith at all. And if you do, it might be a big wake-up call for us to be able to look for something else. Again, kind of piggybacking on the the gospel. What is most important in our life? As uh, Father says, give me Jesus. Um, Big news. uh, It seems to me that Father Jock Hamill's uh, fourth anniversary, the, a procession for him is happening, a mass is happening uh, in France to mark his fourth anniversary. And I don't know, it, there, there's some buzz out there that he might be, uh, he might be beatified. This was uh, the, the priest, the elderly priest that gave his life four years ago, you re- may remember. I remember on this show talking about it. Um, it's uh, hard, to, hard to believe that it's been four years since he was murdered. Uh, but he was on the altar celebrating Mass when uh, a man came up during that Mass and uh, killed him. Um, his parting words were, get behind me, Satan, as he kept saying this, you know, get, get, get away from me, Satan. Uh, in fact, understanding that uh, in charity, it may not have been this man that was doing it, but the devil acting within him. Uh, this was July 26, 2016. Uh, and there were two gunmen. I know one of the assailants entered the church and uh, took the 85-year-old priest and four others hostage. Uh, the four others actually did um, did survive, uh, but the priest's throat was slit in the attack. Um, and uh, they identified as Islamist extremists. Uh, Hamill's death, it shocked the world. Um, yeah, as I said, I remember hearing about this and uh, just... All, all ears, and it made it straight to the Pope. I mean, the Pope um, uh, talked about this during his, I believe, both his Sunday general audience and his, uh, excuse me, his Wednesday general audience and his um, uh, Angelus address mentioning him. And I think he's mentioned him a couple other times as well. I know one other time for sure uh, is pointing to this man, an elderly man that made it to the end. His funeral was attended by thousands of people, including government officials and representatives from the Jewish and Muslim communities. Uh, and at the funeral, Father Hamill's, Hamill's sister, uh, Rosalind, spoke about his mercy and his love, saying that he re- had refused to become an officer during his military service in Colonia uh, so that he would not have to order others around and order others to kill. Uh, October 2016, Pope Francis waived the traditional five-year waiting period to open Hamill's beatification cause. And I've heard, well, read some blogs that say there's a little bit of buzz out there on it as we uh, have made it to the fourth anniversary of Father Jacques Hamill's murder. Father Jacques Hamill, 
pray for us. All right, second half hour, Steve Habman coming up, Executive Director of the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Uh, We're going to talk about how St. Vincent de Paul, over these last few months since we've talked last, and we've got a great partnership with them, has been serving those folks, especially the poor with COVID and adapting to some of the challenges that they've had. They still need some help, and I like bringing them on a few times a year because I know there's people from Iowa Catholic Radio that have heard these interviews and that have decided they are going to dedicate their time to be able to helping them in some of their needs. And that's one of, I think, the most fulfilling things about doing radio is you can really point arrows and point people in the direction where maybe they can uh, help in some of their uh, expert with some of their expertise but also uh, with their passion so we'll have a steve Habman coming up to give us some of that update second half hour john lee netty in the morning it's monday july 27th a brand new week let's make it a holy one what do you say and a big thank you to golden rule plumbing heating and cooling for underwriting the show quality not just the customer service but that's a big one the commitment to the quality of workmanship and materials and equipment used next to none 1999 was when they were founded 20 years golden rule phc.com thank you for underwriting the show that is golden rule phc.com father andrew now with today's gospel and reflection a reading from the holy gospel according to matthew jesus proposed a parable to the crowds the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field It is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when full-grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophet, I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has lain hidden from the foundation of the world. The Gospel of the Lord The mysteries of faith aren't so easily explained nor understood, so Jesus uses parables, which are more easily understood by this particular audience. Clearly, Jesus wants us to realize the foundational truths that make up the faith because he graciously makes an effort to teach them. We do well to allow ourselves to be patient and humble so that we don't fall to pride thinking that we can know it all and accept that because our Lord is eternal and infinite, then so too is this faith that we profess. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePHC.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Thank you to Bozen the Florist for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio, Dowling Catholic Football, and Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. What better way to send a message to a friend or a loved one than a beautiful bouquet of fresh-cut flowers? Hey, this is Tom Bozen from Bozen the Florist. Our family business has been helping Central Iowans send messages locally and around the world for almost 100 years. Whatever the occasion, whatever the message, we can help you say more with Bozen. That's 244-ROSE, 244-7673, or visit us at bozen.com. Thanks for joining me. John Lee in the morning right here. Brand new week, Monday, July 27th. 
Here we go. Steve Habman coming up, Executive Director of St. Vincent de Paul here in Des Moines. Uh, they've been serving folks throughout COVID-19, especially the poor, but they are still in need of some assistance. We've got a great uh, partnership with them, and, and I love really getting the word out to be able to help them. Because I know, as I said before the break, people that have listened to this in, uh, these interviews with Steve uh, have uh, gone on to be able to volunteer and help, and I always appreciate that. So, Steve, coming up, 745 today. Jimmy Olson in for Mark Amadeo with your news, weather, and sports, and he'll give you that TV 13 meteorologist Megan Selwa's extended forecast, or at least uh, the forecast for today, probably tomorrow. Joe Stopulus as well. All right, let's do it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Jimmy Olsen in for Mark. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Here he is. That's right. Here he is. Here he is. Coffee in hand. Well, you know, I can't live without that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> you, you go through, what, a couple cups a morning? A couple pots of Yeah, morning. I was going to say, you, you really kind of, uh, you take it down. Yes, I do. That's not a bad thing. No, not at all. And not going to be a terrible week either. A little better than what we've had, uh, the heat that we've had the past few weeks. So it's going to be a little cooler, so probably a little more bearable. From the TV 13 weather desk, meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently at the Iowa Catholic Radio Mercy One Studio. It is 73. Going to be a mostly cloudy one today, becoming sunny. In a high of 86, then tonight mostly clear, 62, uh, still running in that uh, upper 80s tomorrow with sunshine, a high around 87. And then uh, Wednesday, partly sunny, 87. Looks like we could see some precipitation on Thursday with a chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly sunny, and a high of 84. Did you make it to the fairgrounds over the weekend with your friends? No. If not, you have another opportunity. All right, good. All right, good. That's right. They're calling it the taste of the fair. So if you didn't think you were going to get that state fair corn dog. Did you go? I did not. Oh. No. What's I, your favorite thing to eat at the fair? My favorite thing to eat at the fair, I don't know. Um, fair food? <laughs> I uh, see what you go, I mean. Right? I mean, you yeah, go. Well, pff, you every like day. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I mean, Down so corn dogs, gyros, cheese, uh, curds. I you, mean, you, you make the rounds the then. Yeah, I try to. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know you're you're big into working out. You you really enjoy that. So I mean, is that kind of your workout? I don't know that. I don't. I, I don't know that I enjoy it, but I do well, it. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you, you kind of can burn off some of those calories, right? Yeah. It's, well, you know, just trying to do my best to you know keep my 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 temple healthy. There you go. You it's know? Uh, it's kind of uh, you know when you're down at the fair, it's what guilt free eating. I like to call it. If because you're out you're, there because you're day, walking just all those hot hills out there. Yep. At least that's what it is in my own mind. Sorry. No, you're fine. All right. <laughs> So, so remember that, ladies and gentlemen. John said it's guilt-free when you go and walk around. Why well, about now? Everything. Because you're not walking around much. But you can still walk around because I think there's like 30 vendors or something like that uh, that yeah. are out there. So you can still walk the hills. Yeah. Maybe go for a run while you're out there. Yeah, that, create, that'd be fun. Create your own little 5K. I, I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> run with the corn dog. So you'll have another opportunity for that uh, this coming Friday and Saturday. So, John, when was the last time you and the family went and visited a state park? We don't do it. Well, you need to. I, I don't know if I've. Well, Stopulus does. City, oh, they go like. Crazy. We'll see. Oh yeah, I know. They, they. In fact, they've invited us, and we've just kind of said no. <laughs> We're not, I'm not really a state park guy. I'm not a camping kind of guy. Well, you don't have to camp. You can just go and walk around, hike. Yeah. You know, they're celebrating the 100 years of the state park system this year, and they actually have a passport that they created. 
to go around and do those state park visits, and you can uh, learn more about that. That's kind of cool. At uh, iowadnr.gov. In fact, I think with this passport, there's like prizes and things like that. You know you like free stuff, John. I do. I'll we'll take see. it. We'll see. There's a chance you could there's win prizes something. Prizes and everything. All right. That's right. All right. And you, we've been waiting for the steak and shake. The rumor that it was coming to town. You know, it looks like it's finally going to happen. They did break ground last week in West Des Moines on South 51st Street, and that's going to be the newest addition to the Jordan Creek area. And today's sports report brought to you by Big Red Q. Quick print in uh, Major League Baseball yesterday. Twins over the White Sox 14-2. Pirates beat the Cardinals 5-1. And we know John is smiling today because the Cubs won. Amen. That's all we need to say. Cubs won. 9-1. On uh, today's Dallin Catholic Sports calendar, nothing on the calendar. But, uh, again, not a bad forecast for today from the TV 13 weather desk of meteorologist Megan Sell. While mostly cloudy, becoming sunny high of 86. It is 73. And this has been Iowa Catholic Radio News, weather and sports. For Mark Amadeo, I'm Jimmy Olson. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Still accident-free and no delays to pass along. But remember, lots of construction to be on the lookout for as you're out and about today. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your Saint of the Day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Knowledge and compassion were evident in this bishop as he generated a fruitful revival of the faith in his diocese. Blessed Antonio Lucci today was born in Italy and joined the conventional Franciscans at the age of 16. He continued his studies and received a doctorate of theology. His education allowed him to become a teacher and he taught all over Italy. He was eventually stationed at St. Bonaventure College in Rome, and it is likely there that his talents and holiness were noticed by Pope Benedict XIII. The Pope named the scholar a Bishop of Bovino. Antonio would spend 23 years as the shepherd of this flock. His time as bishop was marked by visits to local parishes and a renewal of the gospel living among the people of his diocese. He dedicated his Episcopal income to works of education and charity. At the urging of the conventual minister general, Bishop Lucci wrote a major book about the saints and the blesseds in the first 200 years of the conventional Franciscans. Shortly after his death, his friend, good friend, St. Francesco Antonio Fasani, testified at diocesan hearings about Antonio's holiness. When Antonio was beatified in 1989, it was only three years after Francesco was canonized himself. We ask today, blessed Antonio Lucci, to pray for us. Amen. And thanks to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting the saint of the day. A family man that knows how important wills and estate planning is. 30 years, 224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Let's go to Joe Stopulus right now. Hello, Joe. Good morning, John. Quick note on that saint of the day. Yeah. I do notice that a lot of these saints tend to have friends that were saints. There may be something mm-hmm. about this whole Christian friendship thing, John. I like that. That's a good. Uh, that, I, I, I yeah, think it happens you, a lot. Yep, I think you're exactly right on that. And uh, you want to want to be a saint, surround yourself with other holy people. That's why 
I surround myself with you, Joe. There um, we go. Good segue, now, John. Uh, by the way, I want to say, were your ears buzzing? Because we were just talking about you, Jimmy and I here. Uh, there's that new state park uh, pass that you can get that, uh, uh, what is it called? Now Jimmy leaves the room, and I forget exactly what it was called. Uh, but you can go to all the different state parks. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and they have a little thing that tells you if you, you know, kind of check box kind of deal? I guess, and there's, I don't know, whatever. I'm not a sta- I was telling him, he said, are you a state park guy? I said, I'm not a state park guy at all. Joe Stopulus is, though. Of I think, course, I think ours are pretty saying. well filled up already, but yeah, that'd be fun. Can, I'll look into it. You've been to them. All right, what do we got out on your show? So, John, I've gotten more and more into this, apparently, which is doing a really long interview and then turning into multiple <laughs> shows. And uh, this one, I, and I kind of knew this was going to be just because of the amount of uh, material you know that I have become, over the last three years or so, uh, a pretty big Cardinal Sarah fan. Yes. And uh, you know, I, I covered his book, The Power of Silence, fairly extensively a couple of years ago. He wrote a new book. Uh, it came out end of last year. It's called uh, The Day Is Now Far Spent. And it's, it's just it's an incredible book. It's 340 pages, and every page gives you something to chew on. Um, and so for the next three weeks, I've got a good friend of mine. He's actually from Nigeria originally. He's a priest in Davenport today. Um, and he and I, whenever we're together, it's, we'll, we'll always talk about Cardinal Sarah. So I'm going to interview him uh, and just dive into the truth that this book preaches. And Cardinal Sarah says this book is a cry from his soul, uh, and he does not hold any punches back on what we as the church, as the priests of the church and the laity need to do uh, to fix the culture today and to turn it around. And it, I mean, I can't recommend the book enough, and again, three shows won't even really touch the surface, quite frankly, of what needs to happen with this book, but we're going we're gonna to at least try to give it a shot. Uh, what's your favorite book that he's written? You know, I think so The Power of Silence is... so it's, it's God or Nothing, and The Power of Silence, and then The Day is Not Far Spent. Um, the, the Power of Silence is super applicable because it just hammers it over and over and over again, the importance of, of silence. This is different. This book, is, this book touches more on, on political, um, things going on within the church, outside of the church, in the West, in Africa, uh, and then and hit, it's, it's overarching a lot of different themes. So this one covers a lot more ground. Um, I, I, you, can't, you can't choose them. They're all really all good. Right. All right. Cardinal Sarah's uh, fan, number one fan right here, Joe Stopulis <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the yeah. show. Talk to you soon, brother. See ya. All right. Uh, when we come back, Steve Hadman is going to be on, executive director of the St. Vincent de Paul Society uh, right here in Des Moines. And uh, we're trying to get you plugged in. If you've been looking for some ways to be able to maybe volunteer or you're thinking to yourself, you know, I can do more during this time, especially when it comes to helping the poor. They've got some available opportunities for you. So Steve comes on every few months to uh, talk about that and also really how they're adapting during some of these challenges. I think it's a good reminder for us, Steve, right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lee the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you for being a part of the show. And thanks thanks to Five Sons Naturescapes, Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. Passionate about making the outside of a home beautiful and manageable for many years to come. The Pew family of Five Sons Naturescapes, Landscape and Design have been listening to Iowa Catholic Radio for a long time and helping to reshape the outdoor landscaping of many people for a long time as well. 493-1060, fivesonsnaturescapes.com. That's fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Your Diocesan Minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. This is a friendly reminder to check your parish website to see Mass times. We also encourage you to see if your parish is requiring registration in advance for those Masses. 
That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app and iowacatholicradio.com. He's not dead, he's surely alive. He's living on the inside, like a lion. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and to Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. CaldwellParish.com Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid is provided by Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction. Dream Dirt's online equipment auction, Farm Bid, is an online auction house for farm machinery. We take your equipment photos and information and create listings for our customers to make it as easy as possible to get started selling machinery online. And each item is advertised individually to get the most exposure. Bidding happens 24-7 at bid.dreamdirt.com. Dream Dirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services. Farm auctions done right. Thank you, Blessman International, for underwriting the show. BlessmanInternational.org. We appreciate you. Talk about a partnership. Been with us now for a couple years. Every week, Blessman International provides thousands of meals to the impoverished children and families in Limpopo, South Africa. Of course, times have changed now with a lot of things going on there and here. Um, And, you know, they've had to really kind of adjust, but uh, they're doing it and they're helping many thousands of people getting very creative in doing so. So people can have something as a simple meal. BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Let's go to my next guest of the day, Executive Director of St. Vincent de Paul here in Des Moines. Steve Havman joins me. Hey, Steve. Hey, good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing fine. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Um, you yeah. have been serving folks through COVID. I know since the last time we talked, and, and there was a great need. Uh, people and all of us were really still trying to figure this whole thing out. Uh, a lot of businesses, nonprofits wondering, you know, what's going to happen in the in the next couple weeks, let alone the next few months. But it seems like you guys have kind of weathered the storm here, but there's still some needs, and I want to talk about that. But how have you been serving the folks through COVID-19? Yeah, we've been real fortunate to kind of weather the storm so far. Um, we're, we're, we're our, unfortunately, of course, with the way the economy has been impacted, uh, the food pantry has been a big deal for folks. We've seen a 35% increase in need in food pantry. Wow. Um, so we're, we're serving folks with the food pantry and clothing pantry, but, you know, we've got to do it without contact. Were you prepared so, for that, for a 35% increase for food pantries in Des Moines? No, no. Um, we weren't, we weren't ready for that financially from a staff perspective. You know, we were, we were really hitting our stride as an organization. And I think a lot of the economy was and a lot of people and, and, uh, we have the, you know, the rug got pulled out from under us and we all got to adapt. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a significant increase of, of people that are in need of food. Um, what, I mean, were, were you finding that your shelves were empty for a period of time and you were kind of going and, and asking for more help or how did that work? Yeah, we were. 
um, because our our food costs our food costs went up almost a hundred percent. So we went from spending about twenty five hundred a month on food to forty five hundred in the matter of two weeks. Goodness, Um, just just really caught us off guard. Now, are people able to donate food during this time as well, or is there you know restrictions? How does that work? We can accept food donations now, uh, which is fantastic. We couldn't for the longest time. Um, but so that's a big deal, um, being able to accept food donations. Now, why? I, okay, I shouldn't say why, because I understand, I guess, why you, you wouldn't be able to accept the food donations. But instead, you were able to get enough money from uh, cash donations and then go out and buy right. the, the food yourselves then. Yep, and that's that's really the best way to help us. And I always hate to say, oh, the best way to help us is cash. But it's really true, um, because we can buy things at a lower cost uh, through our partnership with Food Bank and uh, DMARC, Des Moines Area Religious Council, and any of us can buy at the store. We can get 10 times the food for the same price. 10 times the food for the same price? Yeah, I mean, 18 cents a pound versus, you know, what you're going to pay at Hy-Vee. My goodness. So that really is, I mean, you, you are able to, to get it uh, pretty cheap. I was thinking to myself, probably, you know, maybe it wouldn't be that big of a difference, but that's huge. Um, if people do decide they would rather donate food than not, um, what kind of foods are most in need? You know, it's the proteins. It's like things like canned chicken, canned tuna, uh, pasta sauce, peanut butter. Um, and then, of course, some of the things that uh, people may not traditionally think about, like uh, baby diapers and baby wipes. Okay. And uh, clothing side, are you able yeah. to accept donations there? We are. <laughs> we're extremely blessed. I want to say thank you to everybody that is donating to us right now. The amount of clothes we are getting and stuff to sell in the store is unbelievable. Um, it was just fantastic. One of the things, ironically, you know, uh, you and I probably wear our clothes until they fall off. And, yeah. you know, when our jeans wear out, we cut them off and we mow in them. Um, <laughs> so one of the things we really need right now is men's clothes for the clothing pantry. Nice men's clothes, polo shirts, you know, Good, good work pants, good jeans. Yeah, I and I think a lot of times um, <laughs> I don't really have a lot to donate because, as you said, I wear I wear it until it uh, <laughs> until it's got holes in it, and it's really not uh, good to donate because um, yeah. I don't really do a lot of shopping for myself. Um, so, food and clothing, and, and you know, when you when you hit a pandemic, food and clothing are probably the most essential, or some of the most essentials. But what are other things outside of food and clothing that uh, you guys have been doing to be able to help serving right here in Central Iowa? Yes. So, our back to work employment program is up and running uh, through a partnership with Future Ready Iowa, we're, uh, through the governor's office. We're doing really small classes. Uh, where we were serving 10, 12, 13 people per class at a time, now we're serving like four and five mm-hmm. uh, and doubling, doubling down the staff efforts. So we're just finished our so our social distancing in our classroom and uh, requiring masks for all of our students. And so we just finished our second cohort of the Back to Work program. And, you know, we're still getting people back to work, which is great. The tough thing is we're seeing the average wage. Uh, we were getting people into jobs at fourteen ninety eight an hour. This last group averaged just over $12 an hour. Hmm. So we're, we're seeing the, the impact of the economy on starting wage. Yeah, a couple dollars less uh, per hour yeah. is a significant decrease um, when you look at what you were able to do before. But well, I'm curious in the back-to-work program, because it's been a while since I've, I've heard about it. So it's a class, and how many classes are there? So we were doing four a year, 
um, with you know about fifteen a cohort, and we've we're trying to scale that. Um, we're trying to run like eighty year now with about four or five per class. And what jobs um, are you trying to plug them into? Well, we have been really targeting the trades, um, everything from landscaping to warehousing uh, to electrical to HVAC, um, even to healthcare. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of really good jobs. Um, this last time around, a lot of people aren't aren't excited about hosting an intern and then bringing them on uh, in case in case the internship doesn't work out. They're trying to really minimize the exposure for their staff, which I under- really understand. But uh, one thing we really need are some employer partners. If there are partners in the community interested uh, in hiring folks that are are going to do good work for them, uh, maybe just need a second chance. Uh, we we really need some of those employers to step up. And when you say second chance, uh, many are, yeah. are coming from uh, jails and, and, you know, need, again, a second chance. Sure. Yeah, many are coming from jails. A lot of them are, are aging out of the foster care system, um, and they're kind of in that 18 to 21, uh, just, just growing up phase and uh, finally putting it together that it's time to get a job. Um, uh, it's really just a, all sorts of backgrounds. Um, some folks, uh, we all know it just takes some folks longer to, to figure out, you know, where we need to go in life. So, you know, I, during these times, it can be easy for us to sit back and um, worry for ourselves or for our future. But one of the things about St. Vincent de Paul, and I got to think about working there as you're serving so many, is it, it in some ways takes you out of yourself. Uh, and you're able yep. to see, and you know, I don't say you don't do this because it feels good at the end of the day. In fact, many days are very stressful and probably anxiety driven. So it's almost sometimes the opposite of that. But to know that you're really helping people in some of the most basic areas of life, food, shelter, uh, clothing, jobs, you know, to be able to support themselves or their family, it's it's just got to be rewarding in some way, right? It is. It is rewarding, but... Um... You know, and really, that's that's our mission. You know, our, a lot of people build products or sell products, and uh, our goal is to help people reach their God-given potential, and that's our work. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, Joe Baden, who is a speaker and author in town, used to tell me the first task of a leader is to keep hope alive, and I see that being St. Vincent de Paul's calling. we got to keep hope alive for folks. Yeah, and you're doing just that. Um, all right, how can people help? Really, right now, we could we would love some volunteers in the store, even though, um, of course, we're being cognizant of COVID-19 and the risk. We could really use some help uh, sorting clothes, uh, bringing donations in, hanging them up. Um, food pantry food, those food items I mentioned, the protein-rich items like the, the canned meats and the peanut butter and the pasta sauce. Um, if people want to send cash donations, that would be fantastic because we did have to cancel our golf outing, and our blue jean ball for this year. So that's a, you know, a huge trim in the fundraising department. Um, so we can we can use all the help we can get there as well. You know, with some of these golfing, um, charitable golfing uh, classics and things that are canceling, I'm going to be doing a lot of golfing next summer. You know that? I'll be, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking I'll, forward I'll, to I'll, it. I'll be golfing in yours. And it's just a good way to be able to support uh, great organizations. And I appreciate all that you continue to do in St. Vincent de Paul. And it's always an honor for me to be able to highlight the work that you do. And as you said, you've weathered the storm, but there's still a lot of need out there, folks. And, you know, this show and let this interview be a reminder of that. It can be easy to kind of turn inward on ourselves and to just think of ourselves through this. But there are still a lot of people, even some of the most basic areas of need uh, out there in St. Vincent 
that DePaul's on the front lines helping them. Steve, God bless you, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you, Johnny. Take care. All right. That's Steve Habman with the St. Vincent DePaul Society. Good stuff this morning, friends. All right. Thanks for tuning in today here on this Monday. Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing? Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people. Keep them safe, defend them, prepare them, that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I am John Leonetti, friends. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Here in this worn and weary land, where many a dream has died. Like a tree planted by the water, we never will run dry. So living water flowing through, God, we thirst for more of you. Fill our hearts and flood our souls with one desire. Just to know you and to make you known. Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.